Hello people, welcome back to Yoga Daily. This is Jen and this will be the seventh episode. I am so sorry that Yoga Daily took a break for a while, but essentially what I'm planning to do is not making this like too frequent because I do feel like it takes up a lot of time and it also requires a bit of a commitment on my end to <laughs> to not just <coughs> edit but also talk about things that are more relevant or interesting for the listeners out there so yeah it's not about you it's really more about me right so i need to find time to create better content at the end of the day so don't worry i'm actually planning quite a bit of a stuff coming soon for yoga daily and essentially what i'm i'm thinking is probably just one or two content per month um, and not making this like really heavy or frequent to begin with that said thank you so much if you have been listening all this while and if you feel like there's something that i need to cover feel free to reach out to me and let me know yeah, seventh episode. I'm so, 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 so happy that um, people actually um, are listening and, and giving me feedback all the time. So thank you so much. You know who you guys are. On this seventh episode, I have the, I would say, privilege to speak to Laura. And Laura Francis, she is a teacher from the Philippines, Manila. And um, I've chanced upon her when I actually practice at Yoga One That I Want, Hippie Hub, in Damansara, Padana. And Laura is someone who's always been the most bubbly, amazing, friendly, and relatable teacher that I've ever met. And not to mention, she always brings good vibes to the room, right? So... I can assure you, many students would attest to how amazing Laura is just by looking at the number of students who turn up to her classes and even her workshops and her Insightflow classes, right? I believe um, a lot of this stems from her personality and her, her philosophy in teaching, which is why that drew me into wanting to speak with her so that she can share a bit of like her insights, her experience and what she feels in this industry. So Laura comes to Malaysia from time to time now to run workshops, but she is back in, in Manila, Davao or in Davao to teach her regular classes. But uh, she does flew here from time to time. So if, if she comes to town, so don't miss your chance to catch her on the mat. Um, but yeah, enough of me talking so much. Let's dive straight into our conversation. Uh, just a caveat that I managed to catch her last this week or last week while she was here in Malaysia for her workshop, uh, Insightflow and uh, Masterclass series. This is recorded like at the end of the day, like midnight. And uh, both of us is still like full of energy and it's kind of funny. And we were we are laughing and giggling a lot. So sorry about that. But try to possibly listen to the conversation uh, instead because I do feel like there's a lot of really, really good words or really, really good advice. Not just for yoga practitioners, but also for students, in, uh, for teachers in general that you can take home and uh, probably use it for a bit of a reflection in your practice, right? Um, so yeah, so without further ado, let's talk with Laura. Okay, so Laura just did like uh, two workshops and two insights, no? Right. Well, past. not really a workshop. It's just like workshop and master class. Master classes. Right. <laughs> how, how was it? How was it? It was good. It was, it was good. good energy, yeah. It's good to be back here in KL again. Mm-hmm. I actually came here just for this weekend. So mm-hmm. it was Hippie Hub mm-hmm. that asked me to come over and, and do these classes with them. Mm-hmm. So it's just a weekend with, with Laura. So it's good. So it's good to come back home. So yeah. it's good to come back home. Yeah, yeah. okay. So um, I think for the benefit of the listeners, uh, Laura has been here teaching in Malaysia for quite some time and then you went back to Manila right. Right. and been teaching 
back then and then coming back here uh, to do your workshops workshops or classes like that right, right. alright um, so to start off maybe Laura you would like to introduce yourself okay to the listeners so I'm gonna go hi I'm Laura no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Laura hi I'm Laura <laughs> no, so what would you want me to say like mm-hmm. uh, so how long have you been teaching alright okay so I've been I've been teaching yoga for like around 7 years now mm-hmm. and I've been practicing for 12 years mm-hmm. yeah um, before that I used to be uh, a great school teachers I was teaching second graders for 14 years Mm. four years in Manila and uh, 10 years in Jakarta Mm. so if you think about it if you're gonna ask me how long have you been teaching I'm like for yoga it's seven years but you see if I add it up how long have I been teaching (laughs) it's actually half my age (laughs) 21 years I've been teaching right yeah amazing because um I think to Mm. come to a space where you are actually teaching for at least two decades you must really enjoy sharing yeah yeah Yeah. it's like something that you are very um teaching and sharing yes 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 is there something you've always wanted to do like when you're young, when I was young, no, uh, not really. I didn't, I didn't picture myself out as a teacher. Oh, no, but I've always liked people. You know, I'm a people, people ki- you know, I'm a people kind of person. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't know how it came about, mm-hmm. but I. Yeah, I think, you know, teaching is, is a passion mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So, like for that one, for 14 years, I was teaching kids, right? Oh, man, if you're going to be teaching second graders or like seven to eight years old, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of patience to just be with them, right? But but I love their energy. Mm-hmm. It, it rubs up on me. So, I think that's one of the things that make me who I am now. Because for 14 years, I've been teaching kids. And, you know, that you get their energy, you get their vibe. And yeah, sometimes people tell me that, you know, when I'm teaching, they'll be like, hey, Laura, how come you're always, you're always bubbly, you're always energetic yeah, and stuff like are. those, right? Or there are, or if people ask my age, mm. they'd be surprised about how old I am. Because mm, no, no, no. your vibe is like, you know, it's a younger kind of vibe. So, so yeah, I think I got it from teaching kids. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how, what do you think is the main difference teaching kids versus teaching like you? adults mm, you know I've been asked about that what's the difference between these two or was it like was it like a big jump for me to be teaching kids and then now I'm teaching yoga you know what it's not really such a big difference not really it's very same for me not it's not really such a big difference mm-hmm. because you see when you're teaching kids right you what you want from what you want from the kids is you want to bring out the best in them. Mm-hmm. You empower them to become better, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like you're spoon feeding them stuff and you tell them you memorize this, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff like this, right? I mean, you should have you as a teacher, you should have the passion to like really bring out the best in them. And then now that I'm teaching yoga, it's the same thing. When you come, when you when you meet a student, right? You you try to see what's 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 the good thing about them. Mm. And then you try to bring that out, mm. right? And you do that when when we were when we were, when we we're doing like asanas and stuff like those, right? You try mm. to see where they're good at instead of like what mistake they did. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. You empower them to be better people, right? It's 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 really the same thing. Mm-hmm. And even even breaking down stuff, mm-hmm. teaching stuff, because for kids, let's say this, there's this whole concept. But okay, whatever concept that is. But you need to be able to let little kids understand this whole concept, right? Mm-hmm. You have to bring it to their level. And it's the same thing now that I'm teaching yoga. Mm-hmm. That's why I get this, I, was just, I get feedback from, from students saying that, you know, Laura, we really understand your cues make sense because I can break down stuff, right? And I think it came from me teaching kids because when you're teaching kids, you got to make it simple, simple mm-hmm. enough for them to understand. Mm-hmm. If it's not, if it's something they cannot understand, then how else can an adult understand <laughs> it, right? So it's the same. It's the, it's same. the same. It thing. wasn't such a big, it wasn't such a big jump for me. Maybe the topic is different, but but the way that you teach is the same. It's the same. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting to look at it from your point of view because not many teachers are teachers to begin with, right? Like they, they've never taught for two decades. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, understanding of teaching might be different. Uh, <laughs> and when you say that way, it really makes a lot of sense then because a lot of people enjoy your class because like what you mentioned, uh, it is easy for people to understand the poses and also understand like even the, the, the more advanced poses because you break it down. I always remember like, your classes, you really break it down. <laughs> and it's easy for people to understand and then really experience the pose, right? And that's right. just to the poses also, just like how you actually learn the 
still. Right. It takes time and practice. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So coming to that, recently or uh, earlier this year, you took up Inside Flow. Right? Inside Flow, yes. 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 Um, so I took the training mm-hmm. in February in Krabi. Mm-hmm. Krabi. And I took the training um, under Young Ho Kim, mm-hmm. who's the founder of Inside Flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say is the main difference? Well, some of us, most of us already know what's the difference between Inside Flow, but for the benefit of those who have not tried Inside Flow before, right, right. like what do you think is the main difference between Inside Flow and normal yoga? Oh, what's the main difference? What's the main difference? Oh my gosh. You know, I always say this every time I teach an Inside Flow class that the only way for me to describe it to you, how different it is from a vinyasa class, is for you to experience it. I swear, it's really for you to experience it. Mm-hmm. But just to give you like a general idea about it, it has a lot to do with, with music, with music, with movement, but it's it's more than that. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, like, for example, if you go to a vinyasa class, sometimes we have the music on the background, right? Mm-hmm. It's just there on the background, mm-hmm. but their movements doesn't really jive yeah. with that one, right? It's just there. Like, sometimes it can be in, like, a background noise already, right? But in Inside Flow, everything goes with the music. Everything goes with the beat, with the beat of the music. For, so for that whole one-hour class, mm-hmm. it's always with the music, always mm-hmm. with the music, right? Um, another difference is that if, um, for example, in a vinyasa class, you have like a pick pose kind of a thing. So all the movements, all the preparations that you do, it's for this pick pose, a headstand, a backbend or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And inside flow, it's like all the movements that you're doing, they it will actually come into into one song. Mm-hmm. So there's actually, if there's, a, if there's a peak pose, there's a peak song. <laughs> so it's like a flow. With it's the, with the with the music. It's a flow with the music, but it's dependent. It it comes together in this song. I notice. Um, <laughs> I understand what you mean. Yeah. Uh, because I notice that the peak song yes. comes when in the music there's always uh, a beginning and then there's always like a build up and then there's like a climax in the music, right? Right. And I find that the peak part yes. is usually during that part. Yes. Is that how it's. Uh, the, or maybe not the peak part or even towards the end towards the end yes it is towards the end it's really towards the end mm-hmm. yes so that everything that you do you put them together in one meaningful song mm-hmm. yeah how would you plan it or pre-plan how do you plan it mm-hmm. um, I think first you have to pick a song mm-hmm. pick a song that has meaning for you mm-hmm. right and then from there that's when you begin to choreograph the, 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 the movements. movements and then for inside flow it, it has to go with everything like if the music is, is the low kind of a beat then the movements are small mm-hmm. if it's a high like for example the chorus part then you will notice that you know the movements are that yeah it's really like like big kind of movements right so mm-hmm. everything has to everything has to drive yeah. yes yes but it, it starts with that one, the music, the, the song. The song must be meaningful for you. You must have a story to share. So for me, as an inside flow teacher, that's the most challenging part for me. Because um, there are a lot of good songs. And in fact, during our trainings, right, or, or among us as, uh, with other inside flow teachers, we could actually share the flows with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to teach it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the flow might even be lovely. The choreography might even be lovely. But but for me, if I don't have a story to tell with that, with that, with the movement, with the song, with the song, mm-hmm. it's not inside flow. <laughs> so you won't be able to feel it. Yeah. It's like you took a class and you were able to move and perspire. But that's it. But that's it. You know, oh, okay. It's like you ate gourmet food and, and yeah, it, it was nice. But in the end, you go home and you look for your, I don't know, nasi goreng, nasi limak, whatever, so that you'll feel full. Yeah. You get what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. You get, yeah, so it's like that. So, okay. so for Inside Flow, if, if the song doesn't have meaning for me, it's... It's not there. It's, it's not, not there. Inside it's not Inside Flow. It's so, not Inside so Flow. So that actually piqued a question for me. Yeah. So um, what story do you share? Because you said uh, when you're teaching inside flow, you right. need to like tell a story. Yes. So when you plan, what what kind of story do you share, or is that too personal? No, it's um, it's a personal story. Mm-hmm. But what kind? Usually, what it mm-hmm. comes from your own experience. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, you say you know when they say that music is universal, mm-hmm. songs are universal, right? Even if the writer wrote this song for 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 themselves, mm-hmm. somehow when you listen to music, or you listen to the song, you listen to the lyrics. You'll be able to connect. You'll be able to connect with it. 
and 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 comes to a point that you feel that this writer wrote the song for you, just for you, right? Mm. So this song can be a, about a breakup song, let's say, mm. for example. But then for you, you get a different meaning for it. Like for you, it's like it's a story about loss. Mm. It's not a story about breakup. For me, it's a story about loss, mm. right? Then then that's the one that you're gonna share. Okay. Yeah, that's your story. Yeah, interesting. It's your personal story. It's your personal story because if you're able to share your personal story, even you know. Stories are universal. Mm. If you're able to share something from the heart, then that's where you connect with your audience, right? Mm. If you're going to share something like, oh, you know, I have this friend whose friend uh, lost a boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, it's sharing from, from your nose. Kind yeah. Because right? you, you've not experienced before, so it's a bit hard for you to connect with the story. Exactly. And then when you share it again, it becomes lost. Yeah. The essence of the story is yeah, not it's there not- anymore. And you won't be able to connect with people. Exactly. Because you're not sharing from your heart anyway, right? Right? Yeah. 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 So, okay. So, I'm gonna, yeah, like like this, this just yesterday, I had like two inside flow classes, right? Um, The second class for me was really tough. Mm. <laughs> I know I. Yeah, it was really tough for me, that second class. And it, actually coming back here to KL in, in general was tough for me. Um, So, that, that last, the last inside flow that we did... Uh, I particularly dedicated it for for our friend, you know, her, yeah, for our friend Marina, who yeah, who just left us, right? And that was really tough for me because um, the song that we used, uh, it was more of like a breakup kind of song. Someone you love, that's a song. Mm. If you guys want, you can listen to it, right? Someone you love, that's a song. But for for me, um, I took it from the place that you know, Marina was someone who loved us so much and. And she was just taken away from us, you know, like somebody pulled the rug from beneath you, right? So that's the story that, that I shared yesterday. And, and man, yeah, there were lots of tears and sobs at the, at the, at the studio. But see, mm-hmm. but that's where, you get, that's where you get people when you share something from the heart and they can relate to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and when that happens, right, you do the whole song again with the whole movements that you've learned. Then the way that you move becomes different. Mm-hmm. Because if at first you were just, you know, moving and trying to figure out, okay, I put my hand here like that, like that. Okay, this is the beat of the music. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, and all those things, right? Mm -hmm. Once you know the story and you begin to move, then your movements will tell your story. And it's a totally different thing. And those those are the stuff that gives me goosebumps. Mm -hmm. I've never had this kind of goosebumps in a vinyasa class. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's that's the driving (laughs) factor for you to become... Like or teach more of insects. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This you say? this goosebumps kind of moment that mm-hmm. you know right at the very within that one hour, let's say ninety minute class, mm-hmm. you're able to to get to to pe- you know people around you to to think yeah. about matters you know that 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 are close to the heart, right? And it, and in a vinyasa class, it's not something really that's that's there. Because exactly. the thing is. Sometimes in vinyasa class we play, yeah, we play yoga songs or what. But but come on, right? It's not like if I play something about about Ganesha or what. Oh, I'm touched with the story of Ganesha. Yeah, I don't know about you, but for me, you know, if somebody tells me the story about Ganesha or plays a song about Ganesha. It's not like it goes through me. But if you play something a popular song and then the lyrics hit me, mm. even without you know anybody explaining to me what it's all about. It, you oh, still feel I still yeah. feel it whatever it is it's a happy song it's a sad song or, mm. or what right it's there feelings there and yeah it's really different when you teach inside flow mm. okay yeah. you're very very passionate I know right <laughs> because I actually want Jen to come <laughs> <laughs> she's missed already a few classes I've been asking her to come <laughs> well well do <laughs> Well, if it's an inside flow class, I will always go to yours, to be honest. Because I, I I, usually can relate my movement to someone who can actually share an experience. So I believe, like, you're, I've been to your classes and I know you're someone who was able to share experience very well in your normal yoga. Because I have no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> your inside what more if it's inside flow, right? Yeah, oh, I can't, like, if I'm there, it's like, boom. <laughs> So yeah, so for yeah. sure, yeah. I will be there. Yeah, <laughs> confirm. Yeah, but if you guys are thinking like you know, so is inside flow like is, is it like a cry fest kind of flow? No, it isn't. It really depends on the song. Because mm-hmm. if the song is you know something like something like you know more upbeat or what, but it has a different meaning. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a song about empowering people. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a song about community. That mm-hmm. one. Then it's a different. It's a totally different, different vibe. 
Right. It can be fun, right? It can be happy. Oh, for sure. Actually, yesterday when we had the flow to balance it out because I already knew that for the second flow, it's going to be like, oh man, it's going to be tough, right? So the first flow that we did was actually fun. Fun, fun, happy, 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 happy vibe kind of thing. But it's still meaningful, but yeah, totally different. Yeah. Okay. That's really, really interesting um, because I feel like especially in the vinyasa based class, even without music, you should you can already tap into a certain emotion or be able to, if you really connect with like yourself, you'll be able to also feel a bit of an emotion. But I don't think it is as much as um, inside flow. Yeah. Mainly because, again, like what you mentioned, it is based on music. Yes. Um, and also movement through a storytelling. Yes. Kind of movement. Yes. So that's, that's the interesting part. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if it were just music and movement, then you might as well call it, you know, dance using yoga movements, mm-hmm. right? But there's this part of, of the storytelling where mm-hmm. where it makes it totally a different mm. kind of a class. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you something like really out of the blue. Um, cool, cool. How do you going to connect? How do you connect inside flow with yoga? Is it related? Do you think it is related? Do I think it's related? Because yeah. it's yoga movement for sure. It's yes. like the yoga asanas. Although there's this whole um, debate now whether, you know, inside flow is yoga or not. Oh, is it? Yes, there is. <laughs> okay. There is. Perfect question. Yes, there is. There's this whole debate. Yeah. I'm going to say it again. You, you just have to go to the class to experience you know. it and to know what it is. Because mm. for me, inside flow is inside flow. Mm. It's, <laughs> not, it's not yoga. It's not really yoga, yoga, yoga. Mm. Okay. I, I don't know how to explain, but inside flow is inside and then you flow. No, it's inside. <laughs> you have your story and you flow. It's, it's coming from inside. But mm-hmm. No, inside flow is, is inside flow. I mean, yeah, it uses yoga, Movements. yoga, as you know, it uses asanas and all, but it's not entirely also your, your yoga. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I sort of get you and I'm gonna like dig even deeper yeah go go ahead yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead. so um, you also let me see if I, if, let me see if I can try to explain it to you right yeah like, but go ahead just ask okay. me yeah. so you also teach yoga and you also teach inside flow right right so how do you switch from one to another like let's say if you are teaching yoga in the morning and then you have an inside flow class and right. then you have to teach back yoga right. how, how do you then connect how do I con- how, how do I shift mm-hmm. how do I shift no, I just shift it. I think I'm, I'm just used to it. Mm. Yeah, but um, although recently now I, I like to teach more power yoga rather than vinyasa class. Because mm. vinyasa, I like to play music, right? Mm. And so then, when you teach- especially when it came from training for Inside Flow, now you're listening to the music and now you're going like, oh, this is the beat one, two, three, four. And oh my gosh, what are we doing? We're still doing it, right? So it's mm. like, there's a part of you that's disconnected, yeah. right? Or rather connected. <laughs> Because you're more aware of what is happening, right? So when you're a bit more aware of like the music, then you're you're connected. You're, True. Yeah, and then True. you're you're trying to match that awareness with the music. You're trying to match whatever the movement is with the music, right? Um, yeah, you want to do that, but the thing is with with <laughs> with the vinyasa, it's a bit hard. With vinyasa class, you cannot match it, right? Because there will be times where you're like, okay, gotta stay here yeah. for five breaths, and then the beat of the music is one, Pass, two, three, yeah. four, right? So sometimes it can be disorienting. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I just came from training, that part for me about music and the, and the class was was disorienting. Mm. Yeah, but I I don't know. I just get I just get used to it. Like like okay, I'm wearing this hat now. Mm. I'm an inside flow teacher now, <laughs> right? Okay, and then come afternoon. Okay, mm. <laughs> right? I'm wearing this hat now. I'm a power yoga teacher mm. now, right? But I think it also helps that before the class, I I do my prep. Mm. I do my prep. Like I really do the entire. If it's a ninety no. minute class, I do the entire thing. Mm. And then before my power yoga class, I'm going to do the entire thing mm-hmm. so that it's totally different. Different. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I won't get disoriented kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that you like inside flow more? Do I like inside flow more than power yoga? You mean? No, I like them both. You like them both? I like equally. them both. Equally. Here's the interesting part because power yoga is a very, you know, it's a very strong practice. Mm-hmm. And, and I like it. For a while, I thought that to balance out my power yoga practice, maybe I should be doing yin. So I also did yin, you know, yin training. <laughs> but to be honest, yin didn't work for me. Okay. I'm, every now and then, yeah, I do yin. But to teach it or to do it regularly, I'll be honest, it just doesn't work for me. Right. And then Inside Flow came along, which is in a way 
totally different from power yoga. Power right. yoga, you're like, okay, you know, yeah. stay here and plant, pull in through the belly and engage and stuff like those, right? Yeah. And then here comes inside flow and you're like, okay, let's talk about moving gracefully. You know, it's, I mean, there's still, there's still like, it's not like, it's not like you, you won't be engaged anymore and lose whatever, you know, core or engagement thing that you're doing. It's still there, but it's flowy. You know what I mean? It's flowy and power yoga is, is structured. Structured. Mm. Yes. So for me, these two are actually, it complements each other. They complement each other. That's the word. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So 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 yeah. So do I like something more than the other? No. no. I like them both. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you something that is a bit more future. Okay. What do you What do you think? Like, or what else you want to learn? Right now that you are teaching insect flow, do you foresee yourself doing more of um, insect flow in the future, or maybe there are more things that you want to learn and explore? To learn and explore. Right now, um, because insect flow for me is new. Then I want to like go deeper into inside flow, right? Um, in fact, uh, I'm thinking of doing joining again another training mm. this when is it October October, um, but that one is like for inside flow teachers and and um, inside flow practitioners. Mm. So that one. Um, so so I mean to join that training and then you're surrounded by all this, you know really really amazing inside flow teachers for me it's like i just i just have to be there right imagine the energy when you're there right yeah yeah so for now that's what i'm thinking of um going deeper into inside flow Mm -hmm. if there's anything that i want to start with now i think um i'm actually looking into starting teacher training Yay! 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's something that 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 I've been thinking about for for the past um for the past years actually. But for me, I need to get to a point where I'm ready, mm-hmm. right? It's not like okay, I was done with my five hundred hour kind of thing. That okay, now I'm gonna teach, right? Because mm-hmm. it's different. It's different. It's totally different, right? So I need to be I need to be mentally you know prepared for for something like this and. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm at this point where I'm like... You're still enjoying your inside flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, it's there. At this point where I'm like, I think, yeah. I think, I think I'm, I I I would like to start teacher training. In fact, actually, this... It's funny because the, the, the moment that I said, okay, I think I want to start teacher training. That's the time that, that people were actually approaching me and asking me, oh, do you want... Can you do like training, mm. like a short training kind, mm. kind of kind of thing, right? In fact, this uh, coming March, I'll be back here again, KL, mm-hmm. um, because Under the Light invited mm-hmm. me to to Teach. you know to, to 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 be part of their training team for the three hundred hour three hundred hour um, mm-hmm. YTT. So there, and then yeah, I had another friend also in in Singapore was asking me if I wanted to be part of their mm-hmm. two hundred hour you know mm-hmm. the faculty for that one. So that's funny, right? When you're like, mm, I think I'm ready now. As so the universe is in. just exactly. showing you the way. Exactly, exactly. It's interesting um, because I, I totally understand where you, what you, whatever you're saying or where you're coming from because I do feel like whenever you are engaged in a part where you need to share a huge amount of information, uh, workshops and even trainings, number one, mentally you have to be prepared and ready. Right? Yeah. So I think that's like the, the biggest factor. Yes. For, for anyone to like even start to want to venture into that part. Yes. Especially if you've been teaching for quite some time. And then definitely that, that thought of, oh, I want to start teaching more of a specific skill or specific workshops or whatever. And then and then you will be questioning yourself like, oh, you know, will people come and whatnot? And, mm-hmm. and like, like what, whatever you mentioned, it's funny, like whenever you start thinking about it, the universe will really show you the way. Yeah. Like you will, everything will come into place. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Easily. Yes. Yes. We are. Yeah. Yeah. So are you excited about that? Yeah, I'm excited about that. Right? <laughs> excited about that. Something to look forward to. Something new for me. So that will be next year. Yes. That's something new for me. So it's it's a, it's another challenge for me. Mm. Right. Training teachers. Because I'm used to giving workshops, but this is a different thing, right? Different. Now you train teachers. <laughs> now you train Yeah. But it's more of like, you know, passing passing your experiences now as a teacher rather than just a practitioner, right? Mm. Now, now, yeah, how do you teach? Mm. How do you teach? Yeah, something to look forward to. You can, you can just go on. It's okay. Really? Well, I don't know. I don't know if they want to listen to us, but yeah. But I'm okay. having fun here. So. <laughs> <laughs> up to you, Jen. I'm like, up to you, Jen. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Maybe we'll just dive into one more question. Okay, cool. Especially since now we're talking about teacher training. Right. We might as well go into it. Okay. Since we were talking about it earlier. So oh, Before cool. we started this thing. So yeah, teacher training, right? Perhaps <clears throat> since that you will be teaching or you will be teaching more for teachers coming uh, next year or soon, what do you feel is prerequisite for people to even venture into becoming a teacher or... I wouldn't say prerequisite. Like, <laughs> yeah, prerequisite. Like you need to, like, oh, you're required to do this. Yeah, check, 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 check. <laughs> like, what do you think is the right mindset? The right mindset, yeah. Teaching is a huge responsibility. All right. So, if you're going to get into teaching, do you have the heart for it? Do you have the heart for it? Because, like, yeah, from afar, if, if you know, if you're just looking at people and going like, oh, there are yoga teachers. There's this wow factor. Oh, wow. You're a yoga teacher. Wow. Right. But it's totally different when you get into the field now and you begin to train other people and teach other people because you're holding space for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, if, 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 if you want to be a teacher, do you have the heart for it? I think it's because it's very easy to say or it's very easy to ask people oh do you have the heart for it and it's very easy to just say yes I do you know but I think at the end of the day it's also like really looking into the whys of like why do you actually want to be a teacher right like really look deep deep down how much effort will I actually put into teaching when I graduate yeah yeah right yeah because like whatever you mentioned earlier even to teach an inside flow class you have to like really take time to plan and really invest into sharing knowledge. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> going to that one, which would mean then that you should have a good amount of experience to get into this one, mm. right? Because, like, for example, if you're just simply going to join a 200-hour training, but let's say you've just been doing yoga for three months, mm. I mean, 200 hours, man, that's not enough for you to be able to... It's not enough for you to be able to... to, to to share a lot of experience already and say and teach. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. If you've just been doing yoga for like three months and then you do your two hundred hour training, are you really super super ready to go out there and then meet all kinds of people? Some of them would be super stiff. Some of them are just starting up in yoga, and you have more advanced people there. Are you really super ready to go out there and teach? Mm. this wide variety of 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 people right Mm -hmm. and like what i said it's a huge responsibility right Mm -hmm. you're the teacher people will listen to you Mm -hmm. so you cannot just simply go out there and 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 tell stuff that oh i read it in the book oh it's like this you know it's different it has to come from your experience that's why it's also helpful if you if you're a yoga practitioner and you started from from totally nothing you know (laughs) totally nothing like oh i'm stiff i cannot even i cannot even put my bum up and all these things Mm -hmm. it's it's actually good when you started from that time and then let's say you've gained your experience let's say let's say you you did um maybe you've been practicing for two years or three years and then you do your teacher training Mm -hmm. because then when you get into class and you see people who are like hard up with certain things Mm -hmm. you can totally relate to that one Mm -hmm. right it's not like you started out strong and then now there's this person who cannot do propose and you're like Dan, how come you can't do curl pose? It's just putting your knee here, knee here, you know, and then you should be able to get it, right? But you can totally relate with them if you if you've started with with Gun zero. Gun zero. I'm not saying it's a prerequisite, like okay, for you to join teacher training, for you to teach, you should be like totally from zero. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but you should have a good amount of experience. In practice. In practice, especially in practice. Especially in practice. Because mm. your practice is your teaching. Correct. <laughs> yeah, you're sharing. Essentially, to be a teacher, to be a yoga teacher, you're actually sharing your practice. Exactly. Your practice is your teaching. And when I say your practice is your teaching, it's not just simply your practice, asana practice. Mm. It's it's your lifestyle. Mm. It's you. You're mm. sharing yourself to your students, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sure people, people will know if you're authentic or not. Yeah, exactly. It's your energy. I'm telling you, it's really your energy. Hundred <laughs> percent, really. Yeah, it's yeah. really your energy. Because yeah. if you're if you're just gonna focus on on sequencing and cues like that, come on. I mean, anyone can do it. Is here's the thing. You know, I told. What's the difference between a, a really really great teacher and then and then somebody who's you know, teacher. Mm. <laughs> 
teacher and a really great teacher, right? We could be saying the same cues, coming to downward facing dog, hips up, you know, and engage the legs and so on. We could be saying the same cues, but why is it that this person, more people are going to this person rather than this person? And we're doing exactly the same thing. I'm telling you, it's really all about energy. <laughs> and I and I really <laughs> like goosebumps. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and the energy is so important because the energy is something that you cannot uh, fake or cheat. You cannot fake it exactly. You yeah. cannot copy it. It's not like a yeah. sequence that you can just simply copy or <laughs> take or take. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because, or because a cue the, that you're just yeah. simply yes. Because the energy and the cue or whatever words and the movement comes from your practice and. The more you you step onto the mat and like spend time really understanding the experience, the practice, and the struggles, that's when you can relate better with the students. And that's, I believe, that's where you share and teach from the heart because that's when I think the students will be able to see your effort, how you are able to relate to their struggles, right? Yes. And then maybe at the end of the day, when the students walk out, not just not only like let's say if they can't achieve the pose. But at least they get better into understanding how to, to achieve the goals. I think at the end of the day, uh, I really like the point where you talk about how do you differentiate between a, a good teacher and a teacher, right? Because <laughs> a great teacher and a teacher. <laughs> because to be honest, anyone can be a teacher. Right? Anyone can be a teacher. Yeah. Like teacher training teacher. is something that is um can be taken by anyone and basically everyone will pass, you know. But at the end of the day, what what you share or are you ready to share that is like the biggest question that you should ask yourself before you embark into that journey of becoming a teacher yes right yes yes <laughs> okay okay last question okay go <laughs> okay uh, maybe second last okay second yeah. last okay go okay second last um, what do you think what do you think is the quality that is lacking when people walk into it the quality students, your guys students. What do you think they should have more of? The students. Mm-hmm. What should they have more of when they go to a class? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what do you mean? It can be maybe awareness. It can be compassion. It can be a bit more kindness, gratitude. What do you think is lacking? Because you teach oh, a lacking. Lot. Yeah, lacking. Lacking. I did, I did about lacking Jen because every time students come in I don't I don't look at what's lacking. Okay, amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what So yeah, because your question is what what is lacking, right? Yeah, so when students come in I don't look at what's lacking. I look at what they can contribute, contribute. to the class. So what they give back to the class. What they give back to the class. And I'm going to go back to that again. You are responsible for the energy that you bring into class. So, okay. So this is amazing because uh, I remember when I when I met you earlier and you were like, good wives, you know? Um, and I believe that is also the same energy that you, you exude to your students when you teach. So would you say that for you, rather than what is lacking, what you want to build more of when people come to your class is good wives? For me... Or something else. Yes. When people come to class, for me, I like to, yeah, I like to build in good vibes and I like to create a community. I like to create a community. Um, if I look back at the yoga studios where I've taught, uh, it's funny because I always teach at a studio where they're just in a way starting or the yoga scene there is just beginning, mm. right? It's not just like big, big kind of thing. Right? It's funny how... How and it's fun, and it's just funny, but I'm amazed at how the community begins to get bigger. I'll tell you an example. Like for when I was teaching at Hippie Hub, the first first time I was teaching in Hippie Hub, I think um, I only had twelve students in class, right? Twelve students, and then after three years, when when we relocated back home, in my last class, I remember that was an amazing class. We had like I think forty or forty three. Like we're really filled up the hub right and we created a community there Mm. like it's a family Mm. you know what i mean it's Mm. not just simply like people go there for yoga and then after yoga okay bye that's it right okay i learned some i learned some poses here or what no but we created a community a family where we're actually we're actually friends we actually care each other and and when you nurture this kind of community then the yoga practice becomes much more meaningful i 
completely agree. Like, um, because there are, there really are certain studios who are like more of a touch and go. Like, you come in, you go out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a given. It's a given, Especially right? since we're busy these days, right? And yeah. there are also studios where, you know, they really harness the community, the feeling where you feel like you belong. And yes. I believe like, the connectivity and the community part is really, really missing in a lot of, not just yoga, but a lot of activities that we do, especially fitness-based mm. um, in Malaysia, right? So, which is why yoga is one out of many fitness activities that can help to build that wholeness on the community. And very few places are able to do that very, very well. Mm. So I have to agree that, you know, community is like a huge part of or the bigger picture that we are trying to get, yeah, especially in this practice, in the yoga. Practice, yes. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, amazing. Okay, last question. Okay, go. Which leads, like that, that part leads to my last question. Right. Do you foresee yourself teaching yoga forever? And do you think that this could be your I don't know, purpose in life or something? This is your, this is what I want to be doing. Yes. Forever. If th- that's, that's your question? Yeah. Then my answer is yes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple, do you see yourself doing this forever? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So do like do I right see one. myself like, 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 you know, teaching yoga and it's something that, what's your other question? Had another question. About Life's purpose. Life's purpose kind of thing. Yes. I think, you know, if you, let's go back to teaching, like what I said, I've been teaching for seven years for yoga, 14 years with kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, why the hell am I still here for like, like more than two decades now teaching if it's not my purpose, mm-hmm. right? Right. Maybe to after five years of teaching or seven years, I came to that point where I was like, "Do you want to teach forever? Maybe I need to be doing something else." And but each time I I I, I have my mind diverted to like maybe I need to do something else. Something comes along and it goes, you back know, to- it, it brings me back again to teaching. Mm-hmm. Brings me back again to teaching and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like how. <laughs> so okay, this is really interesting because I've I've. I've asked a lot of people this question. Okay. And usually 90% I get people who are hesitant to answer or are certain of what they know they want to be doing for the rest of their life. Even if you ask me, my answer is the same. Yes, I will want to be teaching yoga forever. But for every other thing, I do not know. You know? But a lot of teachers, when I ask them, or like, what do you think is like your goal in life or your, your main purpose or like your one true goal, that one thing that you want to do? A lot of people, they can't give me a direct and certain answer. So it's very interesting to see it from your perspective because <laughs> then you, it really shines right, your, your passion in like your, your goal of teaching yoga, you know, teaching inside flow. Um, and it shows from your students and people who appreciate it and always come back to your classes <laughs> and whatnot, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. I think that's, that's the beauty about Laura. <laughs> uh, I think that's the beauty about you, right? Um, because I, I truly believe because you are so passionate about like what you know and what you share, that's why people keep coming back. And because people can relate. Yeah. Yeah. And people absorb that. Yeah. Like what I said, you know, energy doesn't lie. They they know when you're really yeah. passionate about stuff. They know when they they know when you genuinely care for them. They know when you genuinely respect them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so like like what you were saying earlier, you were saying something about teaching. I forgot, but I forgot. I forgot exactly what it was. But but that's the other side of, of 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 being a teacher, being responsible, being a responsible teacher. Can you respect the individualities of mm. everybody, right? Mm. Because I think when you begin to to see how unique each individual is, then you begin to respect them, and you begin to to see. The quality. The, the quality or you begin to see the goodness in everybody instead of what's what's lacking what this is your mistake or what right because everybody's unique and and in that way when you teach it becomes more personal as well and and i see that with how i teach mm. i see that with how i teach like like as simple as when we had the workshop as simple as headstand this person can come up into a headstand maybe talk this person can can come up into a headstand maybe from a straddle kind of thing right because i believe everyone will have their own strength exactly weakness exactly and also i also like to feel like um strength and weakness is something that can also change like for example if you can do it today doesn't mean you can do it tomorrow true and it also depends on like what you're doing a day before that you know so that that's sharing of nothing is constant and that 
if you can do it today, doesn't mean that you know you will forever be great at it. Yes, I think that that's a big part of what to practice. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. Okay, last one. Oh, okay, go. Where can people find you? <laughs> I just want to say something. Okay. Because sure. you keep on saying last one, last okay, one, sorry. last one. It's like us teachers, right? When we're yeah, teaching, we're, we're going like, breath. okay, last yeah. one, you guys. Last, promise, promise. Last forward. Okay, promise. Okay, last one again. Let's do it again. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to say that because it's like last one, last one, last one. Okay. <laughs> what were you saying again, Jen? <laughs> I told you this podcast will just be laughing and laughing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So last one. Okay. <laughs> super last, super last, people. Super last. <laughs> Where can people find you? Where can you find... Oh, I'm all over the place, people. <laughs> Laura no, Yoga. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, where can you find me? Um, currently, my husband and I are based back in the Philippines. So um, we're based in Clark or Pampanga, Pampanga City. So it's a little bit... It's like two hours away from Manila. So I'm teaching there now in the yoga playroom. Mm-hmm. It's a studio there. Um, if I'm here in KL, usually my, I, I always go back to my home studio, which is um, Studio. Studio. Which is Yoga One That I Want. Hippie Hoppers. Yeah, that's my home. Uh, or Under the Light. You can catch me also in Under the Light. Yeah. Um, unless I get invited here and there to do a workshop or... Which is, which I'm actually open to anyway. If you want to do like collaborations or what, mm-hmm. then you can catch me there. Mm-hmm. Um, where else? Oh, sometimes I also go back to another city where we used to be based at in in the Philippines, which is Davao. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. So sometimes you can catch me doing classes there, mm-hmm. holiday gym or mm-hmm. or yeah. It depends which which studio do I have a collaboration with. Okay. Yeah, so I'm really all over the place. Cause yeah. How about social media? Social media, social media. Oh, you can you can catch me on Instagram, what? Laura underscore Yoga. That's it. That's my only. Oh wait, wait. I'm also in Facebook. Yeah, but people here in Malaysia rarely use Facebook. You guys are more Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. So Laura underscore Yoga. Follow Laura. Um, for more of her updates, or if you want to attend any of her workshops, like stay tuned to Under the Light and um uh, Yoga One that I want. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah, so most they, often. Yeah. Yes. So, cool. 11.30, oh my god, almost. Oh my gosh, 11. Wow. 11.30, 11.30. See, I told you, Jen. We'll end up talking and talking and talking. <laughs> because actually, go on and on, you see. Yeah. But, but maybe but, not now. But Jen needs to sleep. <laughs> I'm Jen, like, my energy is like, ready coffee. <laughs> Jen needs to sleep, but I'm fine. <laughs> I'm like, where do you find that energy? <laughs> My God. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, where was I going? Uh, okay, yeah. One last question. No, okay, no. go, go. <laughs> no, thank you so much for spending time with me. Thank right? you. Thank you, Jen. Yeah, thank so you. Thank you. Um, yeah. I'll definitely catch your next Insight Flow session. This is recorded, people. She will definitely catch the next, the next Insight Flow session. The next one? Yeah. The next. It's not the next, next, the next. Okay, this is recorded. Yes, cool. Okay, I will. <laughs> She's gonna post this part. She's not gonna cut it. Okay, I won't. <laughs> yeah, I really hope you come there. Yeah, really yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, and I wish you all the best. Uh, and I hope to see you again. Thank you. Very, very, very soon. Yes, and we come back all the time. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I'll keep coming back. I mean, Kale's home for me, so yeah. So I'll keep coming back. Okay. Yeah. Namaste. Yeah. Namaste. <laughs> Okay, guys, thank you so much for sticking right in till the very end. I hope you have enjoyed that session or that conversation with Laura. And uh, I hope that it, you find it beneficial or at least bring some insight to you and your practice. Now, I would like to share a bit some shameless plug. There will be a 108 Sun Salutation event happening next year in the beginning of next year to basically number one welcome the new year and number two because it's the new year and and usually 108 sun salutations are practiced during change of season i think this is the perfect time for all of us to gather together to renew our spirits in our practice and to also review right like where do we want to go um, how do we want to move forward with our practice what we want to focus on and 108 is the best opportunity to to seal that goal that seal that intention within our our mind body frame and i'll be leading this together with two other teachers advert and jolive the sign up button is in my bio so i hope to see you there and good news for all yoga teachers um, this event is free for you 
I just need you to show up, you know, practice, and then basically share your your spirit, your energy with the with the with the whole crowd. Um, and this event will be done indoors, uh, in the mall, KL Gateway Mall. Thank you so much, KL Gateway Mall, for allowing us the space. And if you own a brand, own own some local goods, feel free to reach out to me. We are still looking for sponsors. At the end of the day, participants will walk away with a free goodie bag. Thanks to our local sponsors who who willingly give us some some things to give back to to everyone who signed up. So I can't wait to see you there. So that's the first one. The second one is a retreat. Yay! I finally basically planned a retreat with my teacher training buddy Senya, and this retreat will be done at Vikasa Yoga in Thailand, Koh Samui. It's the place where both of us are certified in our 300-hour teacher training. And it's a beautiful and amazing place where you will be exposed with not just practice, but nature in general. The vibe there is amazing because most people who walk to Vikasa Yoga, we all already set an intention to basically evolve our practice to a, to a whole new level and the energy of vikasa is basically just that you know like it's it's they say it, the evolution of yoga and yourself so if you've booked yay i can't wait to see you in march i know it's like three months in advance but time flies so fast right now so it's a bit scary but if you have yet to done so and if you've been thinking about it i would say you know just come right we will also be doing a 108 sun salutation here, but this time around, we'll probably do it differently with a different intention. And I'll be spending some time, a lot of time actually, uh, renewing our practice and focus towards the inner being. There will be one day where we will focus on silent meditation with practice. So I hope this is something that will inspire you or encourage you to sign up mainly because I don't think we'll be doing this one anytime soon next year. So that will be the only one for next year. And if we are to organize another Vikasa retreat, it will be the following year, mainly just because they are already fully booked for the year. So please do join us. We only have single rooms left, but if you are, you're coming with a partner or you have a friend who don't mind sharing with you, just DM or reach out to me because we do have alternative accommodation available and of course the more the merrier so we are not looking to organize a big group of retreat but just a small number of people but we do still have a bit more space left just a few more so feel free to just reach out to me or register through the website which is also in the link in my bio alright other than that what else do I have okay I know I said that's the second one the third one would be if you would like to be part of this podcast or be interviewed or if you have something that you feel strongly about, you want to share with the society, with the community, feel free to also reach out to me, right? I would love to speak to you and I would love to share uh, what you have to everyone else, right? And other than that, the rest of you, I see you in class. Please bring your 3000% energy and I believe you all can do it. All right. See you. Bye. Namaste.